Hey guys, happy Thursday. Here we are on Tour Day Force. Happy you all tuned in. Couple things before we get started. Go give this five stars. Go get your scrunchie and the new shirt. Check them out. Flex them around town. Make all of your friends jealous that you have the first Tour Day Force shirt. So, this week's episode is not a player or a coach. It's actually people that are on the business side of the sports, the operations side. I thought it was important to touch base on that side for anyone that's graduating, that is doing their sports management major or any sports-related major in college or someone who doesn't play and they're just a fan and, you know, you're looking to get into the sport on the employment side. So I did all women um, just because that's my bias. And the first one that I have right off the bat is Jenny Tankard. Jenny is my boss working for the Sharks. She is fantastic. She runs our portion of the ice crew, so she'll talk about that. She's been there since the start, so she has some interesting things to say. And then next up, we'll have Casey Chapman. She worked for the Havocs, which is one of the minor league teams, and now she just transferred over to start a internship with the Nashville Predators. With the Havoc, she did game operations. And now with Nashville, she'll be doing like community outreach, working with some of the youth programs and connecting them with the Predators program, making sure that everyone in that town, you know, is in love with Nashville and knows that Nashville loves them. And then finally, we'll jump into Skylar Starbeck. Skylar and I played together when I was younger for the Sharks, and she moved to St. Louis for college, got an internship with the St. Louis Blues, and ended up actually doing that for a couple of years. She did alumni, did a lot with the alumni and some game day operations as well. And now that she has graduated, she went into working for an advertising agency and one of her main clients is a new professional soccer team that is going to be starting in 2023 in St. Louis. So listen to all of these girls drop their wisdom on you. Pick up what you can. If you're interested in working in the sport, I would contact any of them. And the one thing that you will hear consistently throughout this whole podcast is the use of LinkedIn. So definitely, if you listen to this and you want to work in the sport, go add them on LinkedIn. Tell them that you listen to their podcast. Get a conversation going and open that door for yourself. So let's go ahead and jump into the first interview here with Jenny. Hello. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you? Good, it has been so long. I know. How's the podcast been going? Really well, surprisingly. That's awesome. I I have to admit, I went to go listen to one of them and then something happened. I'm so behind on all my podcasts, but I will listen well I did one of Aaliyah so you could listen to that one Mm -hmm. awesome yeah there was one you did on it was a guy but now I don't remember some some hockey player obviously was it someone that you knew or just like you just picked a random one I just saw you post it because I follow podcasts on Instagram so it reminded me and I like actually went into the podcast and everything and I didn't end up listening to it that's okay. Do you have to push your wedding plans back or anything? 
Yeah, we rescheduled for next October. Was that a hassle or not bad? No, everybody made it really easy on us. So the vendor and everything, and there is, like, no additional fees and really, really easy. Fortunate for that, at least. (laughs) I hear some horror stories where people are, like, getting charged or, like, they don't have dates available or, you know. Yeah. So we made the decision to push back. I think it was in July. So I think we beat a lot of people to the punch, which was a good thing. Well, it was so hard because no one really knew how long this was going to last for. Yep, and we still have no idea, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, we're hopeful for next October. It's over a year away, but, like, we could be still living like this. So. Isn't that so crazy? Yeah, it's not. <laughs> well, thank you for letting me interview you. Of course. Do you okay. want to describe what your job is working for the Sharks? Yeah, so basically... I mean, first of all, it's amazing, um, and I get to work with the best people in the best atmosphere. It's the best set of fans, I feel like. And then what I really enjoy is that I get to help people better their skating skills, like maybe the ones that didn't grow up skating, playing hockey, figure skating, or whatnot. So I really enjoy that, and then just to get specific, you know, as a group, we clear the ice three times a period with shovels, so we're kind of the human Zambonis. Mm-hmm. I love it. So you got into it pretty early on, right? It was like you and your brother that started it? Yeah, so we we weren't the original originals, um, but we did get involved pretty early. So the way that this happened is my hockey background and my career kind of blended and got me this job. So I worked for a furniture dealership, and so I was helping the Sharks with furniture needs. And they found out that I played hockey. And so it was the summer leading up to, I think, the 2012, 2011-2012 season. And they, yeah, found out I played hockey. And they're like, do you want to come out and skate? <laughs> and I said, yes, I do. I would love to. That's so unreal. Were you like, uh, yeah, of course. Like, <laughs> Definitely. I was so nervous, though, because I hadn't played hockey in, like, a year and a half because, you know, I was – in school and stuff, and I had just officially moved to San Jose full-time, so when I was moving back home, I was still, like, playing hockey with my vacuville crew, and so, yeah, like, I just hadn't skated. I didn't have the time, and so I, like, went out to public session to make sure I could still skate. I mean, obviously, it comes right back, but yeah. And I wanted to ask you about your hockey background, because I don't think we've really talked about it. So you played for the Sharks, and then where'd you go? What happened after that? So I started playing ice hockey when I was about seven or eight, and I actually started off playing, I mean, back when I was playing, it was rare to come across other girls, unfortunately. So a lot of my career I was playing, especially when I was younger, I played co-ed, and it just got to a point where, like, okay, peewees, we started checking in peewees back then, and then I, like, got to Bantam and then Midget, and Midget was, like, that's when, like, the boys really started getting bigger than me. So I really had to, like, kind of switch over for a while there. I was playing both co-ed and girls, and then I had to make the decision to just play girls, which was hard because, you know, with we didn't have the numbers, and so just naturally we weren't as skilled as, like, some of the co-ed teams that I was playing on. So it was hard to commit to that, but, I mean, it ended up working out so well, and by the time I was wrapping up my career with the Junior Sharks, we, we were successful, you know, um, so it was an awesome experience. Nice. Did you play in college at all? 
I did not. Okay. Um, so, yeah, leading up to, I had, I had looked at a couple schools and talked to some, and then when it came down to it, I was like, oh, my gosh, like, I'm going to move across the country because everything's on the East Coast, and I didn't think I was quite ready for that, and I was more interested. I knew that I could go to San Jose State and get two more years with the Junior Sharks because we were 19 and under while I was getting my GE, and then that was perfect timing. Like, hockey would kind of slow down, and I could really get focused on my major. Oh, that's awesome. That's like a great little pathway. I didn't even think about doing that. It it worked out well. I mean, you know, obviously I don't know like what I missed and I'm sure I missed, you know, some things, but everything happens for a reason. Definitely. Since you were there for so long with the Sharks, working with the ice crew and everything, you kind of got to see the transition for when they went from just a few people to following like the new in place NHL rules on it. How was that transition? Yeah, so it was the NHL that mandated that the whole ice needed to be cleared. So the reason we had so few players is is because we would only do like the defensive and offensive zones. We didn't have to do the neutral zone. And for most of that time, we didn't even have to do the whole zone. So when they mandated the whole ice, like we knew we had to increase our head count. And at that time, it was getting more and more popular for there to actually be an ice team. And so we, we doubled at least doubled the number of people per game. And, you know, we we went over, we did a new shovel pattern overall. And, you know, it, it took a couple practice sessions, but it went a lot smoother than I had anticipated. I think it went really, really well. Okay. I remember you guys telling me that during our first practices, you were like, we had to figure out how to create this pattern and watch other teams and how they did it. <laughs> For sure, yeah. So we are definitely studying what other teams were doing and trying to come up with things ourselves. And, you know, with certain rinks, like every rink is a little different. So, like, how our rinks are, you know, our Zamboni is, like, right behind one of the nets. Some some of the rinks have it in the corner. And so we just had to do what was best for us. But we had to kind of, like, trial and error, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Was it concerning to you at all the way that the fans were reacting to the expansion of the ice team? Yeah, that was a little tough. I think originally I was like, oh boy, like they're not taking this well whatsoever. But then I started to think about it and I was like, okay, well, there's a lot of emotions from the previous season. Not a lot of people like change, especially when they don't know what that change looks like. So I kind of took that, I was like, okay, let people, like, have their space, and we'll show them, right? And so I think that we were able to come out and just really show them, like, it's fine. Like, we know what we're doing, and it's nothing provocative or anything like that, so. And the Sharks, their ice crew is a little different from some of the other ones, say, like, the Blackhawks or, I'm blanking, but there's a lot of them that have, like, smaller outfits, and they're more cheerleader-like were you involved in the decision to keep the ice team more professional? Yes, I was. I mean, at the time, I was coaching 8U girls. And so, naturally, I was a role model to them. And, I mean, of course, I just adored them. And I just wanted to be the best role model that I could. So, thinking about that, like, yeah, you, you hear about, like, becoming an ice team. And you know, like, what others have looked like. So, like, what you said, like, Chicago or the Kings or teams like that. And I'm like... I I can't go out on the ice knowing that my girls are coming to the games 
and they would see me like that. It just was so unnatural. So I did voice my opinion. I think they considered that, and I think they considered a lot of other things, you know. Knowing the kind of crowd that we get, it's very family-oriented. And, you know, you also think about the environment you're working in. It's an ice rink. It's cold. And so how is the team going to be the most comfortable as well? It ended up working out really well. And I was thinking about it. I was like, it definitely promotes or makes it easier for guys to join the teams and people of different body types and just people that are more into the sport than, like, necessarily that cheerleader look. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, I think it does make it more welcoming. Um, People can be a little, you know, more comfortable. And um, it's just one less thing to worry about because we have people coming in with all different backgrounds. I think I said it before, like, you know, some people were hockey players growing up or figure skated or had some sort of skating. Some people didn't skate at all. So if you're also having to worry about, like, your uniform and, like, what you look like on top of, like, getting your skills up to par, it's, you know, a little nerve-wracking. Definitely is. So you are very involved in the hiring process. Do you find it difficult to find employees that are able to respect and be around these high-profile athletes and be on live TV? We've been so fortunate. I We have a really good tryout process and interview process. And through that, like, you know, with the tryouts on, a, on ice, you get to see what people's skills are looking like. And then after that, you, once you've narrowed it down, you get into a room and actually do the interviews and get to, you get your first impression. And I just feel like we've really lucked out through that process. And, you know, we also have, every year we have veterans that return. And so you have the veterans to help kind of coach and show the newer members the way, how to be professional and just, you know, pattern things. They help answer questions. So. It's worked out really great. And what would you say the pros and the cons are to your job? So cons are hard. (laughs) Pros right off the bat, I mean, you get to stay in shape. Mm -hmm. Uh, Definitely at the beginning of the season, like my first pass is out there. I'm like, whoo, you can never prepare yourself for that. You get to work with amazing people. We are such like a special team and we turn into a little family right throughout the year. You get to watch pro hockey and be alongside amazing fans, like I said, being in that atmosphere. If, I mean, I really have to search for a con, but I guess maybe the late nights because I'm kind of a grandma these days and usually go to bed early. Um, But, you know, when there's game nights, you're getting in bed at midnight. And for me, like, you know, I have my career as well. So getting up the next morning and getting into work at a decent time. So I guess that's the only con. There is, like... 30 of us or so that work there, but you and Christina, you work about every single game. Does that get tiring? Um, It can. I mean, there's, you know, the schedule there. Sometimes in this schedule, there's one month where like they're home for a good (laughs) amount of time and it's back to back games or like every other night, you know, it could be like a week long every other night. Mm -hmm. So that gets a little tiring, but it's like, I've never had a circumstance where I get to the rink and I just am not enjoying myself. Like I might be getting, I might be tired like in the locker room, but as soon as I get out in that rink and I like start skating, that all goes away. The energy comes back and it's just, I mean, it really is an amazing job and opportunity. What advice would you give others that want to work in professional sports? I think it's for me just really simple. I mean, enjoy it. Work hard, as you would with any other job, and have fun. I mean, it's such a unique opportunity. You really, 
have to enjoy and enjoy it and have fun. And then my last question for you is with women working in sports, and I think of hockey and I think it's a male-dominated place, but honestly working with the Sharks and, like, seeing all the people behind the scenes, I do feel like they have so many girls working there and such a diverse cast of employees. Oh, for sure. And, I mean, I've been there, so depending on what happens with the hockey season, but (laughs) If we count last season, I think I've done 10 seasons so far. So from those 10 seasons, I've seen a difference. Like when I first started, there were a couple other girls on the team, but it was primarily the guys, including the the in-house team, you know, like the Zamboni drivers, that ice crew. And then, I mean, now you can see, like, we have on most nights either equal women to men or more women than men. And it goes beyond, like you said, it goes beyond our team. You look at the behind-the-scenes staff, and it's just its so cool to see. It really is. But as you get higher up, because you are, well, it's like Monty and then you for us, right? So does it get more slimmed down in the women as you get higher up? Does that make sense? So, I mean, we, we are such a small niche, like such a – I guess small group in the organization so I don't have too much insight to what the rest of you know the employees I mean I'm around the rinks enough to see that there are a a lot of women but I just can't speak specifically to it like I see I see uh, solar paradise and I see the SAP center and there are lots of women Um, I just don't know particularly like where they fall as far as positions. Is there any other position that you think you would like to work for within the sport for the Sharks or coaching or anything really? Good question. I mean, I it's, it's hard because I have my salary and I'm happy with where I'm at right now. So that's why like this Sharks job is just so perfect. It's just kind of like an extra job, but it doesn't seem like work. It's really just something to get me away from, like, my day, right? Kind of, like, change up my routine and, like, it's kind of a de-stressor for me. But, I mean, if I had more time in the day down the road, I would love to get back into coaching again. I coached for five years, like I said, the 8U girls, and it was just so fun, and it was so fun to, you know, I grew up in the Junior Sharks organization, and then be on a different side of it was just really cool, and just watching the girls, like, how much they would progress through you know, one season, like six, eight months. So I think I would give that a shot again. With that young age? I guess it would depend on, I mean, part of the reason I stuck with that age, I mean, they are just too darn cute, (laughs) but also the time constraints, they do less traveling. And so with my workload, my, my career, it was the best fit for me. But yeah, I mean, if things changed, I would consider different age groups as well. Well, thank you for letting me interview you. Of course. Thank you for choosing me. Hope you guys enjoyed Jenny's interview. She is fantastic, and I absolutely adore her. And I'm not just saying that because she's my boss. I think she's great. So now that that is all finished up, let's go ahead and jump into Casey's interview. Here we go. Hi, how are you? I'm good, how are you? Good. Thank you for buying my scrunchies and being interested in my podcast. Yeah. I'm happy that I was able to get you on here. I think it's important to talk about 
the different jobs in hockey outside of like being a player and a coach and everything. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Do you want to explain at first? No, I want to. I want a fangirl first. How's it going? I'm Kelsey's boyfriend. Hi, are you Tyler? Um, yeah, I'm Tyler. You probably Hi, if you've talked to Scotty or anyone yes, in the family. Yes, I just talked to him. He's here. I talked to him like 10 minutes ago. He was, it's so funny, he was downstairs. We had like a virtual chocolate for the habit today. And I was upstairs and I didn't have my glasses on. And he was just sitting on the bench like waving at me. And I'm like, who is this kid? And I was like, oh, that's Scott. Hey. He's the best. Yeah, I love that yeah. kid. He, he's like pretty much family and, and all the errands. And like, I, I don't know, we've gone on family vacations with him. Like Kelsey yeah, and I. So yeah. awesome family, everything. Wow. Um, I just want to know, like, have you been able to, uh, like, interact with any of the players between the two teams you've worked for? Or, like, do you know any of the guys? Yeah, so the Havoc, we're obviously a pretty small staff since we're minor pro, so we're all pretty close. So I see the boys, uh, usually when I'm in the office, they'll come in if they need something. And then on game days, obviously, if something, you know, happens, whatever. Yeah, so with Nashville, I've only been there since May. So obviously with COVID and everything happening, you know, they shut Bridgestone down, so nobody was allowed in Bridgestone, which is well, it didn't really affect me because I'm based out of the Fort I Center because I do a lot of youth hockey stuff for them. So Nashville, no, but Huntsville, yes. Um, I've got some pretty good relationships with some of the guys here. They're kind of like big brothers to me. So. Oh, yeah. How, yeah. Long were, how long were you with Huntsville? I know a few guys who have played there been in and out of the program. Yeah, so I started volunteering when I was 13, which is oh, crazy to say. That's awesome. So, yeah, this past year was my ninth season with them, I guess, to... Two years ago, three years ago, I was brought on part-time while I was in college, so I did game day, that sort of thing. So yeah. I'm usually here all day. I'm back in Huntsville just for the day. I've got some appointments later, so I stopped in to help them this morning, and then we'll go back to Nashville tonight for work tomorrow. All right. Let's see. The two players, I wonder, do you know Trevor Jewell? No, he, he might have been bell. he might have been older, like not when you were there. And then the other one, yeah. uh, Lou Educati. I know Lou. Lou, yeah. yeah he's so Lou um, was up in Utica where I was the last two years. He's oh, coaching okay. up there, and that's where he played college. Wow. And so, yeah, yeah he's that's awesome. Crazy. He's so good, too. Yeah, I love Louie. Wow. So that's Small funny. Small world. Small world, exactly. <laughs> that's awesome. And then uh, <laughs> I'll have to tell Scott if I see him again that I talk to you guys. Yeah, I know, definitely. I'll probably give him a call, too. Uh, yeah. We were talking, so. Cool. Hey, good luck with the podcast and everything, and she'll probably take over from here. Thank I just want to be a fangirl, though. <laughs> yeah. Especially the NHL guys. I want to know, like, which guys are just best guys off the ice. Yeah, no, with COVID. Yeah, it's kinda, definitely. Kind of bad, but. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I just, hopefully you get to meet Roman Yossi. That guy's just, right? just stud. Right, that's a dream. Yeah, exactly. So, so many guys. Just, oh, my, number one, though, Carrie Underwood. Uh. <laughs> She's number one. I didn't even play That's for the funny. team, but she doesn't mind mind. Uh, I'll keep you updated, though. Sounds good. Thank you. Hey, guys. All right. Have fun. So funny. So I was going to ask if you could explain your job so the listeners have a background on you and where you've worked so far. Yeah. So I started, I guess I grew up around hockey. Uh, my brother played hockey along with some other sports. And then I had cousins, you know, Scott. I don't think I... We probably didn't watch Scott play a lot, but obviously we do a lot of family things, family holidays with them. So um, I've always been around the Williams, Aaron family, that sort of thing. So I've always been around the sport. And then in seventh grade, sounds crazy because it's such a long time ago, I had a friend who was on the Wolfpack for the Havoc. And I was like, what is, like, what's the Wolfpack? Do I have to know how to skate? You know, fun fact, I've worked in sports or in hockey since I was 
13, and I have never had to put a pair of skates on my feet. <laughs> I've succeeded. Don't know how. It's crazy, but, but I'm just going to keep on with it. But, yeah, so I just started asking some questions, and I reached out to the Wolfpack supervisor and was like, hey, how can I help? How can I get on the Wolfpack? So we were in contact, and I started doing that. And just a little bit of background on the Wolfpack. That's a group of 13 to 17-year-olds, so they help us with all of the on-ice, in-game promotions. So they throw our T-shirts at media timeouts. They help us with intermission games, and they hand out giveaways, that sort of thing. So I was on the Wolfpack um, until I graduated high school, and then when I went to college, my boss, the Wolfpack supervisor, she actually was pregnant, and so she had her baby like a month before the season started. And she was like, there's no way that I can start the season with a one-month-old, you know, that sort of thing. So she was like, can you, will you handle it for me? So they brought me on part-time game day staff. So I was head of the Wolfpack in charge of the Wolfpack. And then when she came back, we kind of just split responsibilities. So I stayed on game day staff, that sort of thing, helped her with a lot, took on a few things here and there. Usually I'm here every game day from like 8 o'clock in the morning to, you know, 11 o'clock, break down at night, helping the full-time staff with ticket sales or updating the media stuff, that sort of thing. So a little bit of everything. And then this past, I guess this last year or last spring, I was looking online and I was just like, I'm ready. I obviously needed an internship for my last semester of school. It's like a requirement. And I was like, I love the Havoc. Like, this is home, this is family, but, you know, I want to kind of get out there and branch out there and see what else is out there. And so I was just looking online, and I came across an internship with the Nashville Predators, and so I applied, interviewed, and it was great because a lot of the things and software systems, that sort of thing that we use here is what they use. So I already kind of had, like, a foot in the door there. So I interviewed, did all that fun stuff, and they were like, hey, like, do you want to come intern with us for the summer? I was like, yeah. And so I was so excited to move to Nashville for the summer, and then COVID hit. So they were gracious enough to move our internships online. So I completed a three-month internship online with the Amateur Hockey and Fan Development Department for Nashville. And then I needed another one for the fall, and so I talked to my supervisor up there. and was like, hey, like, what's the possibility that I can stay up here and just kind of switch departments? And he's like, yeah, for sure. Like, you can stay, you know, since it was all online. If you move to Nashville, you know, we can do it online. And I was like, perfect. So I found an apartment up in Nashville. I moved up there two weeks ago. I'm still working with the same people. Doing a little bit more of the youth hockey side of things rather than fan development, which is like their kids club and that sort of thing. But I have loved every minute of it so far. I'm looking forward to the next three, four months. So, yeah. That's awesome. Do you know anyone in Nashville or it's like you're just moving there and figuring it out? I have a few friends, like musicians that I know from Huntsville and the Decatur area that are up there. Obviously with COVID, we haven't been able to do a lot of things just because I usually, you know, go to work and come straight home, that sort of thing. So yeah, but other than that, and the people that I work with, no, I'm taking on a a big new city Mm -hmm. all by myself, but I'm excited. So yeah. Best of luck to you with that. That can be so intimidating. <laughs> yes, I know, I know. Yeah, especially during the middle in the middle of a pandemic. Yeah. When a lot of things are shut down, but did you always want to work on the youth side of the sport or were you hoping to work more 
with the NHL and like that higher level play? Yes. So if you had asked me this question back in March, I would have said, I want to do game operations and promotions for a minor professional team because that's what I've done for the last nine years of my life. And mm-hmm. I absolutely love it. Like I said, love the people that I work with, love the organization, but going up to Nashville and seeing how the youth hockey department kind of ties in with the team and it really builds those younger fans. Because in my mind, if you can get younger fans to love the sport and want to come to the game, that's going to draw or rise your revenue, raise your revenue, I'm sorry, Mm -hmm. because then they're going to bug their parents, hey, let's go to this hockey game, hey, let's go to this hockey game, hey, let's go to this hockey game, and then you have two parents and a kid come to the game. So really being able to kind of make those connections with the kids and with their families. It's like, hey, this is the great sport of hockey. I hope you love it as much as I do. That sort of thing. Seeing that kind of, you know, transition into them coming to games and them seeing you and being excited, that sort of thing. I have begun to love that as well. So right now I'm, I have options of, you know, the, I like this area of things, but I also like this. So if an opportunity were to come for a youth hockey position, I would jump on that. But if there was something, game operations and promotions, that sort of thing, I would take that as well. So it's a little bit of both. Okay. When you're doing game operations, what does your day-to-day look like? Yeah. So like I said, I usually get to the rink about 8, 8.30, whenever the office opens. Mm-hmm. We've got some – I usually go through, like, the game day scripts with our digital media guys just to make sure, you know, on my end of promotions that nothing has – change like we when we do sponsor promotions during the game sometimes those things have to be moved around that sort of thing so it's kind of like a mini staff meeting if you will um and then i am usually floating around the office from a good part of the day just kind of helping where i can sometimes i'll sell tickets or if a fan comes in and wants merchandise and you know our ticket reps are on the phone i'll take care of them that sort of thing so just really helping where i can and then our doors open at 5 15 so from about 4.45 to the end of the game, I'm usually running around the arena, making sure that promotion items are where they're supposed to be. We have all of the stuff in our little corner downstairs for anything that's happening during the game. And then really just making sure that the fans get in, have a good time, there are no problems, and get them home safely or get them out safely. So My next question might be hard for you to answer since you've been like working virtually, but uh-huh. do you like working for a smaller organization better, or have you enjoyed the transition to a bigger work area? Yeah, so both, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So I like the small staff just because we are all so very close. Like, this is this is my second home. I spend a lot of time here. So, yeah, I love these guys. But the departments up in Nashville are also – I wouldn't say they're small, but they're like the staff that I work with is six to seven people right now. And they're also all very close. So Mm -hmm. it's still kind of like that family mentality type thing. So you have, it's kind of like a bunch of small families inside one big family, which is the organization overall. So you could kind of tell that that was their dynamic, if you will, over the summer through all the Zooms and all of that. And then I've been able to really see it. You know, they joke around with each other, go have lunch, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. I've been able to see that over the last just two weeks in person. 
which I will probably continue to see. So yeah, it's kind of, it's honestly like a small staff vibe just because we're based out of the Fort Ice Center rather than Bridgestone where there's, you know, most of the organization is. What did you major in in college? So I am a sport management major with an emphasis in marketing. Okay. So I'll graduate, okay. yeah, I'll graduate in December. I'm doing my last semester right now, so. Have you noticed that a lot of the classes that you're taking and the stuff that you're learning, does it correlate over? Has it been useful? I would say yes. So it's so funny because, like, last semester I would be sitting in class and they'd be like, well, how do you guys handle this at the high? Like, how do you guys do this? That sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So it's crazy because, like, there are some things that I never thought about like some concepts that I never thought about, I just kind of did them, mm-hmm. like crowd management things and that sort of thing, like topics that we would talk about in class. And I'm like, oh, we do that, but I didn't know that's what it was called, that sort of thing. So really being able to connect those dots is pretty cool for me. Yeah, I bet. That's always nice having a leg up on everyone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're like, how do you guys do this? And I'm like, hey, I'm not the instructor. I don't know. <laughs> so, <laughs> What advice would you give to anyone that kind of wants to break into working in the hockey operation side? Reach out. There's a lot of people that are like, I want to do this, but I don't know who to talk to. I don't know how to go about it. And I promise you, if you just call anyone in the organization or – Get on LinkedIn. I have met a lot of people with a lot of NHL teams on LinkedIn just sending in a message and it's like, hey, I'm close to graduation. You know, I'm a sport management major. You work in the field that I'm interested in. I would love to talk to you and know more about your job. And that kind of tells them that, you know, you are, you are looking for something and that you're motivated to find what you want and go after what you want. And that's going to make them more prone to want to talk to you rather than somebody that just is kind of sitting around and hoping that it happens. You kind of have to go out there and get it. Mm Kind of like with this internship. I've been with The Havoc for for nine years, but I had to go out there. I had to to really look for for the internship with the Predators, and I found it. And so I took a leap of faith and was like, you know what? The worst thing they can do is tell me no. And so I applied, and thankfully they responded and was like, hey, let's talk. And now I have the internship, and I'm loving every minute of it. That's awesome. Do you feel like it's a male-dominated workplace, or is it easy for females to break into? I actually, I have worked with quite a few females in the industry here in Huntsville, as well as in Nashville. There are quite a few. So I, once again, I would still say just take the leap of faith kind of thing. Mm -hmm. The worst thing they can do is tell you no. You know, I like to think that in this industry, girls can do just as good of a job as, you know, guys can do. Like, up in Nashville, we there's a switch from a youth hockey coordinator, from uh, male to female. And from what I can see, she's doing just as good of a job as the male did prior to her, mm-hmm. or before her. So, yeah, I think as long as you kind of stand your ground and you know what you're doing and you're confident in what you're doing, I think... I think females will be just fine. I love that. That's awesome. You've never been interested in putting on skates and learning to skate? I have never had to. I'm usually always way too busy, like go, 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 just Uh to be like, you know what, let's just put some skates on and fall a few times and get it out of the way. But no, I have, I've never had to, so I've just been 
running around in some tennis shoes. And Would you be interested to working um, working with any other sports? I'm not opposed to it. Hockey is my first choice mm-hmm. for sure. But I've been around other sports, football. I actually did a little bit of game operations my freshman year over at UNA, the University of North Alabama. And I helped a lot with football and volleyball. And I did a few basketball games. So I kind of have seen how those sports work as well. But hockey is definitely what I would like to stick stick with if I can. Tyler has another, another question. question. <laughs> <laughs> so say Nashville makes a good push next year into the playoffs and ends up winning. Do you okay. get a Stanley Cup ring? If or, I'm still there. So if you're still there and like uh, the the people that work in house and everything, they get they do they get the rings? Oh no, I don't know about all that. I didn't know the answer I'll, either, and I didn't know if you knew yeah. it, but I was like, oh, I wonder no, if you can get a ring. I'll, I'll ask. I'll ask tomorrow at work. <laughs> yeah, see, that's I'll an awesome. Because <laughs> I'd be so jealous if you had a ring. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that'd be awesome. So hopefully you do. Now I have I have a few the pendants. Yeah. Ring pendants. I have. So Huntsville, not Nashville, Huntsville is back-to-back champions. Yeah, here. in the Southern League. So I have, yeah, I have two pendants here. There you um, go. We're hoping, for, we're hoping for another one this year. We were hoping for one this past year, and we just couldn't finish the season, of course. But yeah, definitely. So, so you already have a few yeah, wins I'll under ask, the belt. I'll ask. <laughs> yeah, there you yeah. go. Well, hopefully you do. That'd be awesome. Yeah. So, all right, next question. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I know. It makes me so happy that, cause at first he was like kinda hesitant about the podcast, but now he's so into it, so he loves it. <laughs> so networking. You said that you use LinkedIn a lot for networking? Yeah, so I, the last, I guess, two years of college, I have had quite a few classes that you actually have to make like a LinkedIn mm-hmm. account, which I've had one for a while, it just wasn't really active. So it was like a requirement that we had 10 or 20 connections with people in the industry, potentially even in like the job description that you want or in the position that you want. So like I said, I just kind of sent a message. Hey, my name's Cassie. I'm a sport management major at the University of North Alabama. I am near graduation and looking for any opportunities that may arise. I hope you will keep me interested. I'd love to send you my resume, you know. So just kind of getting my name out there, like networking events. I think those are also, especially if it's like specifically for sports, those are very beneficial as well, just because, you know, you may not be in the ticket sales, but you might go talk to the best ticket sales rep for the Tennessee Titans and like, oh, ticket sales aren't as bad as everybody makes them seem. And that might be something, you know, that I want to do down the road. And then there you go. You already have a connection right there. And even if they don't have a spot open, they know plenty of people that they could recommend, you know, recommend you to and be like, hey, I have this awesome worker. You know, she seems to be really hardworking and knows what she wants and she's going after it. I think you should hire her, that sort of thing. Is there anything about your job that I'm trying to think of like the right, I want to ask like, is there anything about your job that you don't like or that like maybe turns you off a little bit? Overall, or here in Huntsville, Nashville? Yeah, overall. Like, is there anything that you're like, oh, I would rather not do this on the day-to-day, or it's, like, very stressful, or? I think it's it's probably I don't have enough time, if that makes sense. Uh So 
Uh, for the last, I guess, three years, really my entire college career, I am never in Florence on the weekends. I would be in Florence from Monday to Thursday night for classes, and then I would come home and be here for Friday, Saturday, and then go back Sunday for classes. Mm-hmm. And I would do that every weekend throughout the season. So I would, quote, unquote, miss half of my college experience, if you will, which gotcha. is a sacrifice that I made, you know, because I love the organization, love what I do. So I would say time. It's very, it takes a lot of your time. Yeah. But at the same time, if you enjoy it as much as I do, and if you love it as much as I do, it's like, it's second nature. Like, this is my life. Wouldn't change it for a thing. I like the busy. It's a good busy. When people ask me if I hate being busy, I'm like, no, because it's a good busy. Mm-hmm. I love my job. If I didn't like my job, didn't like the people that I work with, it would be dreadful to come here every weekend. But Love it. (laughs) And how did you know at such a young age, like 13 seems so young to like want to start volunteering and working and. Yeah. So I actually, when I was younger, wanted to be a special education teacher because Mm -hmm. those kids have such a big place in my heart. And so I was doing a lot of volunteering for that. And another, like, dream job for me is to do something with Special Olympics and hockey and kind of intertwine the two. But I, as soon as I started working here, like I said, I grew up around hockey with my brother and just some friends that we knew. And I've always loved the sport since I was little. So I kind of took that leap of faith again and started with the Havoc and was like, okay, my mom's a teacher. I love teachers. I have a lot of good teachers. But teachers are not paid very well yeah not really taken care of if you will and so I was like okay I need to you know make a decision and I was like you know what let's change the major we're gonna go the sports route and I can still volunteer with the special education route as well so I can still kind of do both but for the long run I think sports is probably going to be the best bet for me And so, yeah, I've been here ever since. I'm still in touch with some of my buddies from um, high school that I was, like, their their peer buddy. Still talk to them and their families, go see them sometimes, that sort of thing. So I'm still pretty involved with that, but sports right now is is my path. Okay. Have you ever tried doing any of the sled hockey stuff? Um, I have not. I've seen – like, on our, our schedule up in Nashville, I've seen some slots for it, and I always try and go peek out of the office and, you know, see what it's all about. But, no, I've really just worked with, with the Havoc and then with Nashville. So I haven't really seen a lot of stuff or mm-hmm. been involved with a lot of that. But Okay. And what do you think you're most excited for for working with Nashville? So you completed your first three-month internship, and now you're continuing yeah. on. So it's going well so far. Yeah, so the big thing for me is just kind of seeing the difference between how a minor professional team works and how a major professional team works, which obviously I haven't seen all of the the different aspects of the Predators just because Bridgestone is still closed. So the Nashville office, a lot of the employees are still working from home. Mm -hmm. So I haven't been able to see that aspect of it. And the Havoc here, we don't really do a lot of things with the youth hockey program, which is something if I come back here in the future, I really want to work on that just because I've seen up in Nashville a big, how big of an impact on the community that the entire organization has. And I'm like, 
we could do so much of this in, in Huntsville. Yeah. We just have been going so fast for a long time that we haven't really been able to just slow down and be like, hey, we could do that at little to no cost and benefit a lot of people. So that's my goal if I come back here is to work with Liz, Erin, because she's at the Ice Flex, and, like, how can we how can we kind of work together to, to make a partnership and get more get the habit more involved in the youth hockey scene in Huntsville. Definitely. Yeah, have you done anything with Liz so far? I have not. I have not. We use the ice flex. Usually we're kicked out of the VBC. That sounds – that's probably not how I should say that. <laughs> but the VBC is usually booked uh-huh. for our first round of playoffs every year. So we usually go down the road and play at the ice flex, which is where her office is. So I see her I see her every now and then and then of course family holidays we mm-hmm. do those with them. So you know, we do have a little chit chats here and there, but usually it's about Scott and where he is playing mm-hmm. hockey as he moves and all this stuff and checking up on Megan. But um yeah, she I was actually talking to one of my uh mentors up in Nashville, I guess yesterday or yeah, yesterday her name was on like a sheet of paper because she doesn't learn to skate here and, or learn to play. I'm sorry. And that's like Nashville run here. <laughs> and I was like, do you know Liz Aaron? And she was like, yeah, we love Liz. And I was like, Oh, that's my aunt. That's a small world. It's crazy. <laughs> so yeah, but I definitely want to, especially because I have that connection. Why not use it? Mm-hmm. Network. So exactly. Uh, yeah. Perfect. Do you think there's anything else that you wanted to add in? No, I just, like I said, anybody that wants to get into the industry, you know, talk to whoever you can that's in the sports industry around you. I'm happy to talk to anybody that has more questions. Um, if you ever have more questions, if Tyler ever has more questions, <laughs> you can. You guys know how to get in touch with me. If you can't get in touch with me, get in touch with Scott. And they'll track me down. But, yeah. Perfect. We will tag you in our post and on the website. So if anyone wants to get in touch with you or talk about your job, then they'll be able to get a hold of you. for sure. For sure. Perfect. Thank you. Yeah. Did you have another one? Yeah, John Hayes, or Hines, head coach in Nashville. Mm -hmm. Just tell him about me. Kind of give me a, a good, a good, uh, word of mouth. Send, just... send me your, send me your hockey resume. I'll see what yeah, I can Yeah, and then just tell him to reach out if he has any questions about me or anything. For sure. Looking for, for sure. any role, you know, coaching, playing, anything oh, like that. So just give you. him the good word. Absolutely. Well, Have a great rest of your day and everything. Thanks yeah, for coming on. Too. It's so good to meet you guys. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> Thanks, so funny. Bye. Bye. I can't believe you didn't call fucking Scotty's mom a rock star though. Oh my god. Liz is the man, dude. Liz A.A. Wrong. Thank you, Casey, for that one. And Tyler for surprise jumping in. He's so funny. He always loves asking his questions. All right. So, like I said, LinkedIn, you heard it here already. Go ahead and add these two and add the next one that's up. So here we go with Skylar. It's a little bit longer just because she's been a lifelong friend. So I hope you guys don't mind that. She's pretty funny and very articulate so I always enjoy talking to her here we go oh hi hi how are are you you? I'm good how are you good it has been a minute I know right (laughs) I was talking to Emily the other day I was like I haven't talked to Kelsey in a long time 
I know. How's St. Louis? I didn't realize that you were going to stay out there after college. Yeah, we actually, so my boyfriend and I are living together. We bought a house. We stayed here. <laughs> you bought a house already? We did. We did, yeah. It's so cheap to live out here. Oh, my God. That's awesome. So, we stayed. It's fun. I like it. How is it there with the lockdown? Are you able to do a lot of stuff? Uh, yeah, it's been fine, honestly. I mean, Missouri's peaked in cases and stuff like that, too, so it's like, no one, so there's some people that really care and some people that are, like, not even listening to it, so it's like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. Oh my gosh, no, we are in California, and then we just moved to PA like a month ago, and it's so much more chill there. Everything is open. California is like, you can't go anywhere. Yeah, yeah, here, I mean, pretty much everything's open, I would say. There's just restrictions on everything, mm-hmm. so it's like, you can still go out and do things, but, yeah, I mean... Emily told me that, and my mom as well is out in California. They're like, oh, yeah, like, our gyms are barely open back up. And I'm like, my gym's been open for, like, three months. <laughs> so it's, like, weird. It's weird. But, yeah, other than that, it's been good. That's awesome. So growing up, you played hockey and field hockey, and then when you got to college, you decided to just do field hockey. So what was the decision Correct. on that? So, my senior year, I was still playing ice hockey. This is when I moved to Iowa. Um, still playing ice hockey and didn't really play field hockey in Iowa since I didn't have field hockey there. But I sticked with my club team from back in San Jose and just met them at tournaments and whatnot. And so, I was looking mainly at ice hockey for college and then kind of threw in field hockey in the mix of, like, I'm going to look at schools for field hockey just to have more options mm-hmm. and, like, more range. So... I actually reached out to Lindenwood, which one of my former high teammates went to already. So she was a year older than me. So she was a freshman my senior year and went to Lindenwood, which is in St. Louis and visited, loved it. They gave me an offer when I went to visit and kind of gave me, I think they gave me like a two weeks, like you got to decide in two weeks if you want to come here. So basically choosing between sports, either between ice hockey and field hockey of like, I want to go to Lindenwood, I'm playing field hockey. If I don't, I'm going to go play ice hockey. So mm-hmm. that was a big decision for me because I played ice hockey for a long time, longer than field hockey. I only played field hockey for a couple of years. So just kind of wrote out pros and cons list, loved Lindenwood, and decided on field hockey. So How it was, unreal. It was crazy. How yeah. was it playing D1? Division 2. We were Division 2. Oh, you are? I thought Lindenwood yeah, was D1. Yeah. Okay. My bad. So I, so ice hockey, Lindenwood is D1. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, it's weird. There's only like two or three sports that are D1 at Lindenwood. So field hockey was Division 2, which was like also another aspect. I was looking more Division 3 for uh, ice hockey and then Division like 2 for field hockey, Division 3 for field hockey. So... Once they gave me the offer to play Division Two, I was like, I have to take it because I mean it was that balance too. I wasn't sure if I wanted to play D one mm-hmm. because D one's very like stick to sports, sports oriented, and I wanted more of like a social balance with school as well and sports and training, whatever. And I feel like some of my friends that went D one, it was like hammering on training and sports and sports. And Division Two was a good balance where I was able to 
still hang out with my friends and go out and play field hockey and go to school and still focus. So it was good. Being a two-sport athlete, do you think it gives you a leg up on athletes that just focus on one sport? I think, I mean, so field hockey and ice hockey, I mean, they're not the same thing. They kind of correlated. So I was able to use my athletic ability to go kind of both ways and use my talents. Um, It definitely builds your character. And there's two different roles you got to play on different as different teams, but it definitely built my confidence as well, like being a dual athlete and knowing my role. Um, and I was a goalie for both, so it was nice to, like, lead the team from the backfield or from the, the net in ice hockey. So it's definitely a leg up, I would say. It's just all of what you take with it, though. It's all about your experience and how you present yourself and lead yourself on the team as well. So I definitely love both equally, and I always get the question, which one do you like better? And it's just like it's so hard to choose from. Like they're both – I both love them equally, but they're both great. They're both a big part of my life, so. Are you still playing sports or after college you kind of stopped? I'm not playing sports right now. I am coaching field hockey on the side as well. So I do goalie coaching for a local club team in the area in St. Louis called Gateway Field Hockey. So that's been a big kind of staying involved in sports in the area. And I do, I love watching ice hockey and I try to stay involved as much as possible. But other than that, no sports right now. There's not really, I mean, there's some adult leagues for ice hockey, but not really. I've just been working out and doing my own thing though. So yeah. And I've noticed that I enjoy working out more a little bit now that it's, like, not, like, squats and heavy weights and yeah, stuff. Have you yeah. adjusted? It's, it's not in, yeah, it's not enforced, too, where yes. it's like, all right, you have a fitness test and you have to run in 20 seconds and do this amount of weight and this and this. It's, like, it's way more fun to do what you want and still lift heavy or still reach those goals, but knowing that it's not mandatory and forced and risk your playing time like if you don't do this you can't you can't be a starter so it's Mm -hmm. like it's so much more enjoyable having your own freedom of working out and listening to your body so it's nice you were lucky enough to get involved with the st louis blues how did you get attached to that organization so my school actually helped me out. Lindenwood has a great sports business program, and so I was a sports management major, and part of our curriculum, you have to get an internship as part of your requirements as your major. So I had connections with the Blues through school, and a lot of my professors, like I constantly reached out, what can I be doing, what can I, how can I get connected to the Blues since I'm so passionate about hockey and so I got connected to the Blues alumni which through the Blues organization and reached out and got an internship with them for I think it was like a year and a half two years I I was originally supposed to be just a semester but stayed on from junior year to senior year so got connected with them interviewed and got the internship and it was the greatest thing ever I was so happy with it and still continue to uh, volunteer with them and work some events with them as well so okay can you give us a breakdown of what your job was there 
Yeah, so with the Blues Alumni Association, I worked with, obviously, the former blues players. We continue to remain in contact with a lot of the players, and we actually have a suite up in the top penthouse of the Blues Arena. So that is open to, like, family members, players, and then also we would auction off tickets at, like, local charity events and local we like give them away just for people that helped our club out as well. So just giving back to the community and getting involved with like youth hockey and scholarships to those that couldn't afford to go move on in hockey. Um, the Blues alumni was very involved with that as well. So my day to day, I worked only game days, which were, I mean, nights because I couldn't work days because of field hockey in school. So I was in charge of like the suites and checking people in and if we had any events that we would bring the alumni to radio interviews and TV interviews and a whole bunch of different stuff. It was so much fun being able to interact with all the alumni, alumni players because they're just such sweet, genuine guys that were have a passion for hockey and love to contribute and be a part of the game even when they're not playing and come back. So it was great. It was great to be um, – part of that and even being a Sharks fan growing up it's it's fun to like work for another team as well and be passionate for that team now so who's the who's the coolest NHL guy you've met so far I mean I've met a good amount I've met like Chris Pronger is pretty active dude he's a man he looks so good too (laughs) yeah yeah he's he's awesome who else I mean I've been in passing with Wayne Gretzky which is really cool because he's a blues alumni I've heard of him I've heard of him he's pretty good (laughs) what about Kachuk have you met uh Kachuk's dad yeah yeah yep I've met Kachuk yeah he comes in not, like, often, often, but he comes in pretty often. Who what else? What about Brett Hall? Have you met Hall? Brett Hall, yeah. Brett Hall's mm-hmm. very active. In have the you, have you, like, hung out with him at all or, like, see and talk to him? Yeah, yeah, for sure. He's been in the alumni suite many times. And He's that's open bar in the alumni suite or what? It is. Oh, it is. <laughs> Halsey gets after open, it. <laughs> open open bar and open food. So, yeah, they definitely got after it. Um, they're sick. all a bunch of party animals. I love it. <laughs> yeah, he's, a, he's, a, he's awesome. He's great. Yeah, yeah. They're all great. I've met so many of them, so it's like, they're all... Any current players? Here. Have you met any of the current players? Yeah, I, I mean, I've met them out um, at events. Ryan O'Reilly. I've oh, he's awesome. Go. I heard he's a great Ryan guy. O'Reilly is my favorite. Yeah, he's, he's sick. Nice. And he's actually, like, low-key one of the best players in the NHL, too. For sure, for sure, and he's definitely increased in, like, talent as well. Or, like, not increased, but came into the spotlight. He definitely, even his past playoffs, he was Oh, he's the man, solid. dude. He's, like, he's such yeah. a good playoff yeah. player, too. He's, I don't know, his training sure. and everything. He's awesome. For sure. That's sick. Right, right. right. we got to come hang out yeah. with her just so we can meet these guys. <laughs> right. I'll have a drink off of Brett Hall. Right, right, right. All right, just keep going. I just wanted to ask that one. Oh, no, you're good. You're good. That's a good question. (laughs) And it's funny because, like, I didn't grow up watching the Blues, so it's, like, a lot of locals see these guys as legends, and, like, I didn't know any of them, so I wasn't very starstruck, like, meeting them. Like, I was like, oh, like, Bobby Plager, which was, he was, like, a big Blues player back in, like, the 70s or whatever. He's old now, but is a legend, and all these guys are, like, 
legends to these St. Louis people, and I'm just like, I have no idea. But it would be like Owen Nolan for the Sharks and Not like him. Jonathan Chichu or whatever. I actually went yeah. to the executive suite with Owen Nolan at the Sharks Stadium. Nice. Yeah, fun fact of the day. <laughs> there you and go. Jamie Baker, Bakes took us up there. Oh, yeah, Jamie Baker's awesome, too. Yeah, savage. But, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, so it was funny because, like, I didn't really, like, I'm not really starstruck over any of these alumni, and they would always laugh because I was like, I have no idea who you are. Yeah, see, but they, they, honestly, they kind of respect that because you probably treat them more like a normal yeah, human yeah. and not some, like, absolute rock star who's like, Wait, can I have right. your autograph? Wait, can you sign this for my yeah. friend? Like, you're, like, going to treat them like normal people, and that's what they honestly like when they're working exactly. and stuff, so. Exactly, exactly, for sure. And they're, honestly, all the all the guys are just normal people, and I yeah. think that, I mean, yeah, they're, they're celebrities in some people's eyes, but these guys are just normal people. Some still have jobs outside of this after hockey, so it's, like, Didn't Oshie play for St. Louis for a little? Yep. Was he, were you yep. there when he was there or no? I think he got traded my freshman year of college, I would say. So he wasn't there playing when I was working. Gotcha. But, he's yeah, he was a legend, too. He's my man crush, I think. I keep bringing him up on the podcast mm. just because he's awesome. You and Lexi. Yeah. Well, yeah. I love, I, mean, I love him. He, he's a great player, and he's, like, a great guy as well. So. And he's got a smoking wife, dude, every time. I see yeah. Him. Okay. And beautiful and kids. Beautiful kids, yeah. Yeah, dude, he's got everything. I think they have a dog, too. It's probably the best dog ever. We both want to know what it was like working for St. Louis when they were in the Stanley Cup, and they won the Stanley oh Cup. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was, honestly, it was electric. That season was, like, a whirlwind of emotions. We were... Last, dead last place in the NHL, January 3rd, and I remember working that season, like, it was winter time, we were all bummed, like, I was in the suite, like, oh my gosh, we're losing again, we're last place, we suck, like, I just want to go home, whatever. The new year hits, and we're like, all right, like, let's see, and then we started winning games, and we're Did like, all right, this coaches? is kind of fun. Is that what happened? Was, that- was it a coaching switch, or what happened? Just like... I believe, so I think that's when we got Craig Berube, the new coach, and then we also got Jordan Bennington, which was like oh, a huge game. Oh, that's right. Yeah. He was a rookie technically when he won the cup. Yep. 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 So he got called up from, I think, the AHL team. Got called up, and then we started winning games, and we were on like a win streak, and we we're like, oh, this is kind of weird. And everyone, like, the running joke was like, oh, like, if we make it to playoffs, we'll be lucky. Like, yeah. Let's hope for playoffs, whatever. And then we got announced we were, like, in the wild card seed, and then we kept moving up, and we're like, what the heck? This is so weird. Then we got a playoff spot, and we're like, all right, first round. We'll see what happens. Kind of, like, hoping for not, like... Yeah, you guys were the underdogs. Like, any any series you guys won was just an accomplishment in itself, and then you guys just kept going and going, and it was like... Because I didn't... I think that year my whole family did, like, the bracket challenge... And I think no one had St. Louis moving on in our family, and then, like, they won, and then the next round, we were like, okay, well, they're not going to win again. And then, and then they won again, and then they won, and it was like, Ooh. And yeah. I don't think a single person in the family had them, like, making it past, like, first or second round, and then they just, I mean, they screwed our Honestly, brackets. Honestly, I don't think anyone box. did. No one did. And it's crazy, because, like, St. Louis is, they never won a cup before this, and they were kind of, like, the letdown team of like, oh, we'll make it to the first or second round yeah. and then choke, kind of like the Sharks. 
and so it was crazy. We moved on. I remember, I think it was second round when we played Dallas. It was game seven, and we went to double overtime with them. Game seven. Literally was sweating. Like, everyone was, like, anxious. Bobby Plager, who's, like, the OG alumni, he was, like, pacing in the hallway in, like, the suite so you can't see anything. Yeah. He's like, I literally can't watch the game. And then we <laughs> ended up winning that game, and it was electric in the building. It was, like, so crazy. And that was, like, the game where we knew we were playing the Sharks next. So everyone was giving me crap because of, like, <laughs> me loving the Sharks. Yeah. And like, who are you going to cheer for? And I was like, you know what? I'm just hoping for some good hockey. Like, yeah. I don't care. Of course, I want to say the Sharks because they're my team. But yet again, it's like, now looking back from it, I was like, you know what? I'm hoping the Blues win so I can be a part of this and I can keep going to games, which yeah. ended up happening. And playing Boston in the final round was definitely interesting. Boston fans are ruthless. They're crazy. That's one of the toughest rings to play in I've heard. And, like, it's – their fans are insane. I went to school in Mass for a year, and it's, like, uh-huh. if the Bruins or Patriots, like, whatever day of the week it was, what sports team was playing, like, Celtics, anything, like, the whole yeah. school would be wearing, the, like, their jerseys. Like, it'd be, like, yeah. oh, I guess the Bruins play today. Like, all my classmates are wearing, like, Bergeron <laughs> jerseys and stuff. And I'm, like, oh, I guess they right. play tonight. Like, I was, like right. – it's right. such a crazy, it like, is. sports town. Like, the whole city it is. actually – It is. So, it is. and then the next big question is, did you get a ring? <laughs> so I did not. We, I found out that I guess it was, con- you have to be contracted, like working with the Blues. So yeah. I was only an intern and you had to be working for at least a year, which I was like, you know what? Yeah. Like, okay, that sucks, whatever. But I was like, the whole experience was just so cool. I didn't need a ring. I mean, you could have purchased a ring too, but I was like, you know what? This whole experience was just yeah. unreal. And so, and the thing I didn't realize, everyone thinks like, oh, everyone in the organization gets a ring, but there's like levels of rings. And so like oh. the players get like the big rock solid rings, diamonds everywhere, all the executives, the presidents, whatever. And then like you work your way down. So I think like the front office people got, like, a smaller ring. Yeah. I don't even know if it was real diamonds or anything, which was still cool. No, but, it was awesome. I mean, yeah. yeah, so, yeah, I was, I was, I mean, I guess bummed, but not really bummed. I was, it was so much fun. Oh, you got to so. be a part of it. That's so cool. Yeah. I'm, like, so jealous. Yeah, yeah, it was so fun. It was just, like, an ongoing party here, and what sucked was, like, we were supposed to supposed to win. We, we had the opportunity to win in Game Six at home. Yeah. And we, I think everyone in the suite was getting super cocky. We were like, you know what? We have champagne ready downstairs. Like we were going to be able to go on the ice to celebrate. Which I was like, oh my god, that's the coolest thing ever. And then we lost by like it was like six to one or something. Like we got killed. Going into Boston, which was game seven, so we were like, holy moly, like, oh my gosh. So we had, a, like, a big watch party at the stadium. So, yeah. like, that was sold out. Bush Stadium, which is the Cardinals baseball stadium, was sold out for a watch <laughs> party. So that was just, I mean, unreal. Yeah. And then the next day, I actually left for Australia, which sucked because I didn't get to party. So after, you didn't go to the parade. No, I didn't. But I literally, I was so upset. But I was like, Australia, I mean, that's a once in a while. Like, I was like, I need to go. But I went for field hockey for that. Um, oh, that's sick. The parade, yeah, the parade was, I heard, unreal. My other friend, who's my inter- the other intern, 
he was like, it was unreal. He got to be on the floats with the alumni because the alumni had a float. So I was like kind of salty. I was like, oh, I wish I could have been there. But I mean, I got to be there in person for it all. So it was fun. And then once I got back, they had a bunch of like parties throughout the summer. Yeah. Then the alumni had their own party as well. So it was Did you hear about any, like any of the players who had the best cup party? I mean... I heard, I mean, I heard this off Spin Chicklets podcast that Bennington spent like 50 grand on his party. Really? Dude, yeah. <laughs> yeah but yeah. he's good. Did you listen to his podcast with him? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. he's awesome. He was just saying like, I, I'm he's a so huge cool. fan of him now. Like I was like, oh, he's, he's yeah. got a good mindset and like he just took the opportunity and ran with it and now he's, I don't know. I don't think yeah. you'll ever see an American League game again. That's for sure. <laughs> Hell no. And it's funny. I heard people like, chirp him because he lives in like a small apartment downtown Clayton which is like high it's like Santana Real like high end okay but they're like you're making eight million dollars or whatever he's making for his contract yeah. they're like why don't you have like a fat man yeah because <laughs> I guess he plays like tw- he plays on Twitch like Fortnite or whatever and he like games from in his apartment and people are like why are why are you in a small like apartment <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny NHL guys but I'm like he's, he's still young and I mean I don't know yeah, no, yeah, I don't think he's... a different lifestyle for him. He's not, he's like mid-30s, no, mid-20s, I think. Like, he's young. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's young. We have, Honestly, we have a lot of young guys on the Blues, which I think was, like, up for advantage. Like, Rob Thomas, Sammy Blay, Vince Dunn. A lot of those yeah, guys are, like, in their 20s. Is the <laughs> which the Sharks need to up their freaking roster. We have old guys on, on the Sharks. I know. It's just, like, they're all the old guys are actually still sick at hockey, and they're all great people. Like, they, Thornton, they are, they are. You're not going to get rid Thornton of him. Thornton is, like, such a good guy. Yeah, I've met awesome. him before. And really? He's a beauty. Oh, yeah. Like, he's been around the rink and stuff when we were growing up playing and mm-hmm. stuff. So. Yeah. He's a great guy. <laughs> they all went, San Jose all went to Tahoe one year before their season to do like, mm-hmm. I don't know, just team building, like conditioning yeah. and stuff. And they all stayed at my buddy's house. And oh my gosh. Yeah. And like, so like they had like Brett Burns like slept in my buddy's bed and like it was like Marlo Burns. <laughs> Brett Burns is yeah. a beauty. And then like they are all just like hanging around Tahoe, like going on mountain bike rides and stuff. And then they went on a hike up uh, one of the ski resorts, and I guess, like, uh-huh. the younger guys are, like, kind of taking, like, a workout, like, walking up at a faster pace, and I guess Bernsey's behind everyone with my buddy's dad, and he's like, oh, these young guys still got it, man. He's like, I'm just out here to look at nature and look at the animals. <laughs> like, he's just, like, a jungle man. Just Yeah, he is. He is. He's like, I'm just t- taking it all in. <laughs> yeah, that's what he does, and he's sick. And... Right? Yeah. Right. I know. I'm still a Sharks fan at heart, but I'm like, they got to figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I might be switching over to Vegas because it's like, I think it's it's not too far. That, that's a bold choice. <laughs> yeah, but they're like, ah, uh, they're sick. Oh, they are sick for sure. And that's what's funny is like, people are like, you're a bandwagon blues fan. And I was like, well, now I live here that I'm like, I just enjoy hockey. I'll still be a Sharks fan at heart, but like, I'll care for the blues. I have blues so much blue stuff now, I'm probably more than shark stuff. So it's like, <laughs> yeah, they pay the bills. I'm gonna be a fan of whoever pays my bills. <laughs> they're, they're unless you're, awesome, unless you're an intern and then they don't pay the bills, they just give you some free booze and stuff. So, hey, <laughs> free, free booze and free swag, right? Yeah, so, yeah, that's all I need. I'm a blues fan now, right? You right, get stuff. right, yeah. But the blues organization is sweet, they're all tight knit community, and it's unreal. 
it's unreal to see. And the fans here, kind of like Boston, everyone's a Blues fan and a Cardinals fan. I mean, used to be Rams fan. We don't have the Rams anymore. But everyone is, like, a diehard sports fan here. And, yeah. it's like, it's crazy to be a part of the atmosphere here. Even just going to bars and, like, being a part of it is so fun. All right, my last question, and then I'll let you take over. Best-looking player on the Blues. <laughs> Ryan O'Reilly. Oh, let's go. Let's go. He is so cute. He's yeah. my crush. I don't even say he's cute. And if he hears this, I don't care. Yeah, I don't know if he's listening yet, but maybe one day he'll listen. Right, one day, one day. I know he has, he has, he's married and has kids, but hey, it's all right. Yeah, and he, and he doesn't wear a visor or anything, and he just looks like an animal on the ice. Like he's right, right. Sammy Blaze pretty cute too, and he's he's my age, so he's younger. Oh yeah, he's that. young. <laughs> and I think he's, he's single too. <laughs> oh, you ever go on Tinder looking for him or what? <laughs> I'm not single, or else I would. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if NHL guys use right. Tinder. Maybe Tinder Premium or something. I don't know. Maybe, maybe. I've heard some stories. They definitely do. Really. I don't know. I've heard stories here, yeah. too. I mean, they're not too hard to find. They're out at Wheelhouse, which is like a big bar here, and they're always partying. Yeah. <laughs> We're coming to St. Louis. I don't, know if, I, I don't know if I want to mess around with any of them anymore. No, it's, it's all no. But at least, hey, they'll probably buy you a beer or something. You would right. hope. That's the least thing. Fun story. Wait. Fun, cool. fun story. That's so cool. we had we hosted All-Star Game here this this year, and so we had, like, an alumni event. At, it was, like, the NHL alumni versus the Blues alumni. And so we had, like, a big event. And then after was the after party at OB Clark's, which is, like, a watering hole that all the players go to after. And so I went there after, and then it was, like, Connor McDavid was there, like, Ryan O'Reilly, like, all the – like, a lot of the Blues guys um, – and so we were standing there, and I have some friends that work at that bar, and I was standing there, and I was, like, right next to Ryan O'Reilly. I was like, what the heck? And he was talking to us, and I was like, oh, what is that you're drinking? And he loves Guinness. He's, like, a huge Guinness guy. And I was, he was like, oh, yeah, I'm drinking Guinness. Have you ever tried one? I was like, no. And he's like, here. And he, he gave me a sip of his beer, and I was like, oh, this isn't that bad. Oh. And then he took shots with us. It was really fun. It was really nah, fun. that is a sick story. He does that look was, like a Guinness guy, too, like, like just a proper man who's just drinking a beer at a cabinet. Yeah. Like, oh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's right, awesome. Right. That's yeah, sick. so, and it was funny, because my friends and I were ordering shots, and they're, they were called, like, bombs, almost like a Vegas bombs, and he was, like, making fun of the way my friend was saying bombs. She was like, bombs, and he's like, let's take some bombs. So we took one with us, oh, he took a Vegas bomb with shit. us. That's sick. How would that yeah, was he was like me. chirping us while he was wearing his like uh, denim jean jacket and jeans, so like the Canadian tuxedo. <laughs> what he was wearing? What a freaking yes, rock yes. star. Yeah. Oh my star. god, he's like, my favorite player in the like, league now. Right, I was like, this is, your hotness has gone up, you are not my favorite player. Oh my god. Ever since that story. My brother skated with his brother the other day. Really? Yeah, Cal O'Reilly. How old is his brother? He's, I think he's a little younger. He plays, I think he's in the American League. Nice. So, yeah, nice. I didn't even know he had a brother. Yeah. That was a tough guy to follow in his shoes, but. <laughs> right, right, right. That's funny. <laughs> but, uh, well, yeah, that was my fun fact. That was, hey, that that's, was a, a, that's a good night. one. That might be one of the top ones this pod seen, so there you go. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Sharing a beer with Ryan O'Reilly. Not the first. The first one is at the end of the first episode, if anyone wants to hear that story. That's the best one we've had. Ew. Oh, <laughs> yeah. uh, yeah, I, like, I can't even remember. We're on episode twenty-four. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, Connor McDavid was. I mean, I said hi to him, but he was, was he like, drinking? I want to know this. Does he drink? 
Um, I don't remember. He was kind of surrounded by people, and I didn't really want to bother him. His girlfriend was with him, too, so I was like... Did you see him, like, walk to the bathroom? Does he walk fast? I feel like he does everything fast. Like, he's just... <laughs> it was, I don't know. It was pretty crowded, so people were, like, annoying him for pictures 24-7, which oh, I felt bad. So yeah, that's why I didn't want to talk deal. to him. I was like, just, hey, bye. Yeah. <laughs> but hey, that's cool. It was fun. It was just cool to see him. And I was hoping, what's his name from the Leafs? How do I, Austin Matthews. I was hoping he was going to be there, but he wasn't. Matthews. <laughs> Yeah. He was, so when we were kids, Matthews played on the Bobcats. Yeah. And it was like this big talk was between him and this kid whose name was Christian Capebread. And like, Uh so all the other kids, we're all like, because he's our age. And so you would choose, like, it was like two sides, like, was Team Mm -hmm. Capebread and Team Matthews. And I hate to say it now, but I was like, I honestly think Capebread is better than Matthews. And everyone hated me for it. And I was like that. And then... I don't think Cake Bread panned out, and now Matthew scored, like, what, five in his NHL debut, and I was like, well, I chose the wrong right. team. <laughs> yeah. So, hopefully he doesn't hear that one, but, yeah. Whoops. So, yeah. Oh, well, Good for him, right. though. <laughs> right. All right, you guys can continue. I'm going to go be a scholar. <laughs> so funny. Okay, He's so, funny. were you able to turn your internship into a job? Were you able to... So... I, I did not continue working for the Blues. They didn't have anything really opened up for me, but I did go on to an advertising agency and then love that. Right, I'm currently working there, and one of our accounts is with the soccer team coming to St. Louis. I we, saw we're getting that. an MLS team. Yeah, so we're, that's really cool to work on, and so we're having a lot of fun with that too. So it's it's a good time. Okay, so you're not working directly for the soccer team. You're working for a second, like a hired-on agency? Yeah. Perfect. Yes, yeah, because just because they don't have, like, a full staff right now because the soccer team's not until 2023, so they're using us as, like, social media managers and marketing and everything. So it's been fun. It's been cool to see, like, a team come to life, like, from nothing to something, you know? Yeah, definitely. I wonder how hard it is to get that going and get the funds and everything. And, like, planning for a facility and stuff, like, that seems so difficult, too. So, it it was a lot, yeah. It was a lot of, like, hoops to jump through for the ownership group and, like, permits, like you said, and the city approving it and all that stuff. But, yes, lots of money has to be going through. (laughs) Billions of dollars, so... Are, so are yeah. you hoping to later on get reattached to a professional sports team, or are you just writing out yeah. this agency thing because it's going well? So, honestly, I was thinking about that the other day. Um, I do want to eventually go back to professional sports or some route. I love what I do at the agency, but, I mean, sports is my passion. So mm-hmm. we'll see. We'll see what happens maybe with, like, the soccer team or – Going back to the Blues or maybe the Cardinals, who knows? Yeah, just kind of playing out everything and hoping for the best, like everyone. Do um, they have a professional field hockey team? Is that a thing? No, it's more of the Olympic levels, the highest okay. you can go. But, yeah, no, no field hockey. Yeah, other than that, I mean, trying to figure out what I want to do still, like everyone. I mean, I feel bad for saying it, but I, I tell people, I'm like, I still don't know what I want to do. And people. A lot of my colleagues are like, you shouldn't know what you want to do yet. Like, it, it takes a while, and I'm only 23, so they're like, my friend, one of my 
uh, coworkers is like, I'm like 45 and I still don't know. (laughs) (laughs) So it's fun. It's a lot of fun, but it's all about like networking and just figuring out what you like, don't like talking to people, seeing what they do. So it's, it's been a a journey. (laughs) What advice would you give to college students that want to get an internship like yours? What do you think would look good on their resume or what could they do to get a step up? I would say, I mean, create, I created a LinkedIn probably when I was a sophomore. It was like one of my classes, they made us do, like create a LinkedIn and start networking with people. So I think the biggest thing is networking with people. I've met a lot of people through LinkedIn from the blues and like events there and just added them on LinkedIn and opened up so many connections through talking to people. But I'd also say, like, through school, that's obviously what got me started talking with my professors, and obviously they know a lot of people through the sports business world, so that's the biggest thing I would say is going through professors and telling people, hey, network through all your colleagues and even students you you know that have connections, and then building those connections, talking to other people, so, yeah, other than that, I mean, work hard and apply for everything. (laughs) I love that. And I will say professional sports is super, super competitive. Everyone wants to work for sports because everyone loves sports. You can say you love sports and have passion, and so does the next guy next to you. So it's like it's all about who you know is the biggest thing. It's like you got to just make yourself stand out, and you got to make yourself competitive against other people because that's the biggest thing. But it's a great industry. I highly recommend it. It's so much fun. Always on your toes. Always changing everything by the second. I mean, hockey in general, like everything's changing. You might have a TV timeout and have to have to change no matter what industry you go in. Everything's mm-hmm. always changing. The event industry, the concert industry, everything. Everything's always on the move. You got to be flexible. You got to be on your toes so it's it's fun if you enjoy that fast-paced environment I would say sports is the way to go yeah it's a lot of fun (laughs) I wish I was still in it I mean I that's my goal is to go back and working with soccer right now it's the same thing working with them there's always changes there's always fixes so it's all about being flexible and I mean even losing your weekends is a big one (laughs) yeah sports games are on the weekend so it's, it's fun though. I loved it. I loved going to games, getting ready, being, it's almost like you're, you're one of the players getting ready for the games, getting all dressed up fancy, going to your games, doing your pregame, like checklist of what's the game time script of what, what's to expect throughout the game and after the game. So it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of adrenaline and I miss it. I was actually volunteering this past weekend with the alumni for their fantasy camp and I was telling my former boss, I was like, I miss, I genuinely miss the games. I miss coming. I miss everything that went into it. So it's a lot of fun. Yeah, they don't have a volunteer spot or something that you could do while you wait for a position to open up. I'm so like, I every event they have a big thing. They always ask me to come. Okay, gotcha. So you're still involved. Yeah. Yeah, I'm still involved for sure. I mean, I've worked the fantasy camp. We do like the all-star event I helped with. So it's a lot of fun. It's hard with sports, even right now with COVID. There's not a lot of jobs for sports right now Mm -hmm. just because of circumstances of the job market and 
how sports are there. I mean, now they're finally happen, happening, but they're not in arena, like in arenas with the crowd. So it's like, it's hard for people to even work in sports right now with like ticketing and all that. So it's like, hopefully this all ends and things go back to normal. Hopefully we'll see. Tyler and I were talking the other day because we are looking at this guy moving into our apartment who plays for the AHL, but it's so bizarre because their season has been pushed back to align with the new, like, NHL schedule. It's so weird, yeah. And we're wondering if, like, maybe they'll ever reset it or if this is going to be the new thing where they start in, like, December. Yeah, I don't know, and that would be weird. I mean, it would be fun, but it would be weird because, I mean, I could see them changing it because of not wanting to overlap with football. I think football is a big, like, competitor with NHL mm-hmm. is what they're saying. Baseball's in summer, but it would be baseball and hockey if they do keep it this way. But who knows? We'll see. I think it'll be good for D1 hockey because then if there's not hockey going on, if there's D1 hockey going on, all of the viewers will oh, go there. Sure. Yeah. For sure, for sure. And that's the thing is, like, hockey's big, obviously, in, like, Wisconsin, Minnesota, like, all those big schools that are, and they are good viewing, but, like, these other schools who are still talented, I feel like people would actually enjoy watching these these schools and see those, like, key players go from college to the big leagues Mm -hmm. of NHL, you know, so... Yeah, it's been, I know, obviously from Junior Shark, we have a good amount of, like, guy friends that went from college and potentially drafted or whatever and see them continue on or not continue on and see how far they've gotten as well, so. Yeah. No. It's been exciting. It is exciting. It's kind of crazy because just when I was working with the Sharks, I would walk around the rink or we would do different things and people would be like, how, well, how do you know all these people? You've only worked here for a year. And I was like, I might have worked here for a year, but I've been in yeah. hockey, especially in San Jose, yeah. like my whole entire life. <laughs> yeah, for sure. We, we always were running around with the guys at the rink too and we had dry land with all the guys, and, like, that was, like, fun for us. We knew all of them, you know? It was mm-hmm. fun. <laughs> and growing up. And it's funny because I was talking to, like, Aaliyah and Emily. I was like, it's so funny, like, who we ran around with and, like, where they're at now. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's funny to see who went there. Like, oh, wow, they're actually, like, in college playing hockey. It's, like, weird. I don't know. It definitely is. No, I think it's kind of funny. <laughs> because you think, like, like some of these guys, like, we would have big crushes on, or, like, we've, like, seen them do embarrassing things, or this and that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we were, we were, uh, head over heels for some of these guys. <laughs> and I'm looking back, and I'm like, oh my god. So funny. That was, that was so fun. I, I mean, hockey is just so great. Especially, I mean, it was hard with girls hockey in California. Obviously, we didn't really – it wasn't big. Now it's gotten bigger than it has been before, but it was fun to, like, grow up with the guys and play, like, why leave camp with them yeah. or just whatever, you know. It's fun to, like, see a guy's point of view of hockey and, like, like hang out with them as well and get their kind of view of hockey and their day of life. So Okay, here's an interesting question for you. So, okay. I, do, do you know Jenny Tankard? 
Yeah. 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 She was on the ice team, right? Yeah, she's awesome. So she grew up playing, and she said when she was playing in San Jose, there were, like, no girls' teams. So she played boys until midgets. Well, when you and I were playing, girls would play up until, like, Bantam, until, like, checking, and then we had our girls' team. But now it's, like, almost as if girls don't even have to play with the boys because we have all of our own teams and but do you think that that brings the level of girls play down because before we had to keep up with the boys and accelerate our level of play yeah yeah for sure I think you make a good point because yeah I mean boys are bigger stronger faster they're Mm -hmm. they're genuinely they grow bigger their muscles are like whatever I mean there's science behind it (laughs) there's more to that but I think there's a level of intensity that's much higher in the boys level that some can argue it, but girls are a little bit more sensitive with sports. The level of coaching, I think that there's a set expectation, and boys hockey is a little bit higher. Even when we would play, we'd always play guys a level lower just because it would be equal matchups. Mm-hmm. So I think with girls playing boys hockey growing up, it might help develop like skills, speed skills, stick handling, just smarter play as well. So not bashing girls hockey at, at any means because, I mean, I played girls hockey and boys hockey, like a little bit of guys hockey, and especially the high school level when I moved to Iowa, I played on a guys team as well. But it's definitely much faster with guys. I mean, you can see it probably around the peewee midget stage it's like a huge just like drop and that's Mm -hmm. why you said like girls usually once checking starts like that's when guys are like at their puberty level and like literally get bigger stronger faster and girls can't even like keep up anymore to where it's like checking and get seriously injured and stuff so i don't know if that answered your question at all but i don't know i think i think girls there obviously is girls sports is getting a lot bigger and I'm hoping that it'll get way more intense and way more skilled because obviously women's collegiate athletics is getting huge and recruiting is getting way more popular. So I'm, I'm hoping that that is like an incentive for, for girls to play sports as well. So it's been, it's, it's great to watch see girls playing. And even this past weekend when I was working with the alumni, I saw a group of girls on the ice and it just made me so happy because it's like, it's cool to see other girls playing hockey and knowing that people think it's just a guy sport. I mean, it's, it's actually a pretty big women's sport as well. And I mean, that was a big part of our lives growing up. That was literally day and night hockey, 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 like every day. Every weekend going to a tournament of some sort, some sort of game, or, like, commuting somewhere. So I I love hockey. I think it shaped me how I was in growing up. Um, it teaches you a lot of discipline, leadership, and gets you in shape as well. So it's a great sport to play. I played a lot of different sports, and I think hockey was a big, big part of who I was and shaped me. So it was, it was a lot of fun. I wouldn't give it up for the world. I, I'm so glad my parents put me into hockey because it's it's such a great sport. It is. And it definitely carries over to the work world, too, just, like, having to bite your tongue and listen to your teammates and put down the law when you know that it needs to be there and where to do mm-hmm. this and that. Yeah, I think it's very useful. For sure, for sure. Hockey's great, and I think it needs to just continue to grow. And hopefully, I mean, I know the NHL and just a, a number of clubs are – 
helping their youth programs significantly. I know the Ducks had a program directly with the Lady Ducks and the Junior Ducks, and even with the Sharks now, I think they're getting a lot more involved with youth hockey and growing youth hockey and being sponsors and making sure that there's funding for it as well. Because that's the hardest part is, like, what people don't realize is hockey is very expensive and gear is very expensive and traveling and ice time. I mean, it's it's expensive, and it's not – it's hard for everyone to get access to play hockey, which I think is the biggest thing that's keeping kids from playing hockey. And it's nice to have those, like, try hockey for free yeah. that they offer. And so hopefully that continues to – influence kids to get out and want to play hockey and I think a lot of communities do a good job of reaching out to kids and even doing street hockey or roller hockey or anything just getting a stick in their hand and hoping that they want to play and get that urge to play because that's how I I got involved is my brother started playing and I got jealous and I wanted to play and so that's how it happens you just got to get a stick in their hand and you got to get them in front of hockey and witness hockey for themselves so Definitely. Where's your brother playing now? Is he still playing? He is not playing anymore. He goes to college in Iowa, University of Northern Iowa. So okay. he he plays in the club level, and he also plays deck hockey, which is like the outdoor hockey. He's in like his adult league men's. I think it's just like out on one of those courts, like the outdoor courts, where they just wear helmets, gloves, elbow pads, and sticks, and it's like street hockey league. So he loves it. It's so much fun. Oh, but it's not but. like roller hockey? No, they're just, they wear their shoes. Okay, I've never heard of that before. <laughs> yeah, it's literally like street hockey, but like, I think you can check. I've never been to one of his games, but it's gotcha. like you can check and like still hit each other. And I don't know, it's weird. <laughs> Sounds like fun. Washed up players. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? But yeah, no, it, it's a lot. It's, he said it's a lot of fun. I mean, it's good that he's still involved. He still loves it. So other than that, yeah. Have you been playing hockey? Yeah, no, I've been playing. I took, like, a gap in between my competitive playing where I just did men's league for a while, and then I jumped back into competitive. And then Mm -hmm. once that was settled, yeah, back to men's league. I just did my first men's league game out here in PA, like, a week ago. It was pretty fun. Oh, fun. I know. I want to get back into it. I want to – I don't – I probably wouldn't play goalie. I really, I love playing player. It's just funny to me because I'm not good at player, but like it's so much fun to be able to skate and like score goals. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but yeah, maybe one day. I just don't have gear eventually if I, if I get back into it. That'd be unreal. Yeah. Especially now that it's like not as competitive and you're like, who cares if I suck? It's men's league. Let's do it. <laughs> Right, right, right. And no one else cares because they're bad, too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just a joke. It's Yeah, I love it. And my boyfriend plays men's league lacrosse, and he loves it. He's very active in the lacrosse community. So he he plays, like, in the box league, and he also, like, that's, he calls it, they're, like, semi-pro, but not really. It's just, like, a league in Missouri. And then he also plays, like, men's league outdoor during the summer. But he loves it. <laughs> does he watch the PLL? I, yeah, I think he does. He's not like an avid, like, diehard fan, but he'll yeah. watch it. Yeah. So I've been watching he, it with my brother, the PLL. It's kind of yeah. cool. The guy, just this one guy, like, started a professional lacrosse league, and then he's like, also plays in it and coaches it. So I was like, wait, that's kind of cool. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> and it's fun. I think lacrosse is such a, there's such a big, community behind it too mm-hmm. it's, and it's 
it's cool to hopefully see that it's increasing and the PLL is, is cool that they have a, a number of teams that they can do that. And I, hopefully it'll start getting a little bit bigger, but we'll see. <laughs> St. Louis will get a team. New soccer right, team and right. lacrosse team. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah, Sam loves, my boyfriend loves lacrosse. He's a big fan and it's weird because normally lacrosse and field hockey, or not field hockey, ice hockey coordinate. A lot of guys that play lacrosse play ice hockey. Mm-hmm. He's never played a day in his life of ice hockey. He doesn't even know how to skate, but <laughs> uh, calling him out. It's cool to see a lot of these hockey players are double sports, triple sport players. And I think that's a big thing for like hand-eye coordination and skill-wise and speed and just to stay in shape. I think that's the biggest thing, so. It's cool. I think it's important to be a dual sport athlete. Some people do excel when they focus purely on one sport, but I would just get run down. And doing, like, cross training and everything, and you work on different skills that you wouldn't even think about working on, and then you utilize them in both sports and stuff like that. I don't know. I think it's so beneficial. Right, right, right. And even, like, working muscles that you wouldn't in one sport or, you know, just random things that you would think. And like you said, you get burnt out. I got very burnt out with just playing short. Like, we would play ice hockey, like, three days a week or however many practices we had a week. And it was good to kind of get your focus somewhere else in a different sport where it was totally different, totally different people. Because ice hockey is pretty intense. It's always go, go, go. And it's not social hour at all, really. And we tried to make it social hour at some point. I think it's way more strict than some sports, whereas like soccer, like I played soccer, for example. I I don't think it's as intense as ice hockey because Mm -hmm. you get kind of some breaks of being able to talk to your teammates, but, and that's important is like, if you want to do that, then do that. Cause like field hockey similar is like, I got my social aspect through field hockey and I still got to be outside and run around and whatever. So like you said, I mean, you get, people get burnt out. And I think that's why a lot of kids, even you see the drop off from high school sports to college sports because they get burnt out because they're constantly playing, playing, playing. And then kids are just have like lost interest and want to just be in sororities or whatever and not play sports, which is fine as well. But you do see a lot of kids drop off from the college or high school to college level as well. So I think it's important to stay active and I would for sure always have like a sport that I play on the off season as well, just to be involved and active and I love to be constantly doing something. Um, And that's where I made my friends, too. Like, all my friends, even from today, are from sports. And, like, I think it's a huge social aspect as well, not just, like, on the field or on the ice. It's outside of playing sports as well. You meet a lot of cool people. And I'll meet a lot of good friends as well. So Okay, you got anything else? I don't. I don't think I do. That was fun. I've never been, like, asked all these questions. I'm like, oh, I'm kind of ex- I'm kind of learning more about myself, too. Right? When you yeah. take the time yeah. to reflect, you're like, oh, okay, well, this is how I feel about this. Yeah, for sure. And I, I think it's important to do those kind of things. Everyone has a passion for something, I think, and it's, it's important to spread that passion and kind of share what you believe and whatever that might be, sports or your hobbies anything and it's it's cool to see where the sports industry is leading up to even youth sports and seeing people around me like younger kids go through that journey and kind of compare what their journey is compared to what I had you know definitely technology is crazy now 
So there's a lot more technological advances of like, it's so crazy to see and like so many more um, facilities and cool weight rooms and access to things. So it's definitely cool to see where hockey and all sports are going. It's so crazy. It is. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't have anything else. <laughs> well, thank you for coming on with me. Of course. Oh my gosh. That was so fun. I loved it. And I loved sharing stories. That was, and you guys test my knowledge too with those stories and who my favorite <laughs> players were. <laughs> Your boyfriend's so funny. That's his like, so I'm doing a couple of interviews. I did one with a girl who interned with the Preds, and then I did Jenny, mm-hmm. who does my boss for the Sharks, and then you, and his one question for everyone is like, which players do you know? What do you know about them? Like, tell me. Yeah, stuff. yeah. <laughs> and I, oh my love, God, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I wish I knew players, like, that current players way better, but we weren't really involved with them as, like, tightly knitted, which I wish we were but yeah it's cool it's cool to see them around they're normal people you see them around town as well Well, it's pretty cool my job with the sharks like we were like only a room over from whatever visiting Mm -hmm. team was there but they had curtains they had so much there were so many strict rules that like we never really unless it was like on accident we never got to interact with the players or anything so I don't even think yeah. to ask those questions and Tyler's like just ask like you never know just yeah. ask <laughs> yeah. yeah right right well yeah I feel like the chart like because I, I briefly worked with at SAP center as well and they're very strict on like not talking to anyone and just being professional which is like okay a I, big thing in the sports industry I forgot that you work there so you can compare is it more strict that the sharks are they like I don't even know I think yeah. so okay I think so yeah I think they since they're such a big concert venue there like they they get a little bit more action at SAP center than they do at enterprise center I would say like we, I feel like at SAP there's always something going on like a concert like turnover the next day they're constantly seeing people and having to be professional and wanting these people to come back so I think it was like it was weird going to the blues and like having not seeing as much of like there's still security, but there wasn't as, like, oh, you cannot talk to players, which was very, like, hit hard on the head at Sharks. Like, yes, if they say hi to you, you can say hi, but, like, you can't reach out and, like, oh, no pictures allowed, like, whatever. So it's, it was definitely weird to see every arena, obviously, is different, every staff. The level of professionalism at SAP Center with not interacting with anyone, I mean, I think it's huge, and I think the players appreciate it, too, and even the people that are coming in for, like, all the celebrities as well. That for the concerts and, sure and stuff, yeah. It. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's just the level of who's working and what is going on that day. Because a lot of the guys will say hi or, like, thank you. And, yeah. Which is, which is awesome. They're very appreciative of everyone that works. And I've seen that, especially in hockey players, they're always saying thank you, like, Thanks for what you're doing and whatever. So it's really cool to see that they'll acknowledge you. So really exciting. <laughs> Emily told me she was like, yeah, it's weird because like when you're on the ice team, you're about to bump into them. You're like, excuse me. <laughs> or like they'll, they'll shout something to you and you can't even like say anything back. <laughs> no, I know it is really weird. And like, 
I asked my boss before I did this podcast, I'm like, okay, what am I allowed to talk to with talk about like without getting fired and stuff? And she was like, well, you can say you work for the Sharks, but like you can't really say anything that goes on, like nothing. So I was like, okay, so pretty much like I can't say anything. She was like, yeah. And I interviewed Jenny and she was like, yeah, like I even had to ask like my higher up, like what can I say and like what can I, so they're like very on top of their stuff. For sure, and I think that's, like, a level of professionalism because what you do do, I mean, it's, I, I won't say, but obviously there's a lot of controversy over it, yeah. so it's, like, you got you got to take it seriously, and Definitely. you got to show, you got to be professional about it because it's very fine line. <laughs> yeah. Like, what you can and can't do. But I respect it because, like you said, it's strict, but it creates, like, a very welcoming environment to these huge name, high-profile people because, like you said before when you were telling your story, that these people go to the bars and, like, they can't even go out without, like, getting bombarded by people. For sure, for sure, for sure. And I think it's giving them their space and this is their place of, like, this is their job Mm -hmm. and this is – they're going to their game, they're playing, they're leaving their game, like – they don't want to be in that headspace where they have to interact with people or, like, talk to people. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I feel like if I was in their shoes, like, going to the rink and being bombarded by, like, people saying hi or asking for pictures, like, you got to be in that, like, mental state to play, and that's your job, and the pressure is on to play that good that game, you know? All mm-hmm. eyes are on you, and your job depends on it. So it makes sense. It, make, it totally makes sense, and that's why, I mean, there's a lot of people that get, like, starstruck over people. And I've learned early, like, from the Sharks, like, you got to be cool, calm, and collected. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And I've never been the one, like, to run up and be like, can I get your picture? Like, I've never, I'm just pretty calm. And if the, the opportunity comes to where I really want a picture and, like, we're not in, I'm not at work, I will, I'll be like, hey, can we get get a picture, like, I'll just talk to them briefly if they're comfortable with it, but, yeah, just professionalism is the biggest thing, it's been fun, it's been fun working for all, all the different, all two of the arenas, and cool to, like, compare as well, like you said, and I definitely miss it at the Sharks Arena. Did you do the same thing for the Sharks as you did for St. Louis? I didn't. So I got the, I would go, when I'd go back home for summer, like winter break, my dad knew a lot of the higher ups for the Sharks just from past, he just had a relationship mm-hmm. with all of them. And so they were able to like make a position for me, like kind of an internship, but not really. So like I helped out with the event coordinators. So I got to like work concerts and Sharks and whatever. So. Okay. Yeah. So I'm sure if you saw who I worked with there, there, there a lot of times right by the tunnel. It was so much fun. It was so much more fun working concerts and hockey and, like, getting ready for those events because I feel like it opened my eyes up to, like, what actually goes into, like, the prep for those events. So yeah. every time I go to an event, like, I know how much work goes into these events and, like, what it takes. So uh-huh. it's, it's pretty cool. But thank you for having me on. This was fun. Yeah, I know. We're going to have to have you on again. I want to do one with, like, you, Skylar, or not Skylar, with you and Emily and Aaliyah and, like, Emma and stuff. Oh, gosh. That's going to be right. It would be so much fun. That that would be fun to, like, have stories on, like, road trips and, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, behind the scenes. Yeah. Like, what, what we thought of, like, coaches and this and that and funny stories of, like, games. Like, I remember... That one time, like, the puff went into Laura Thacker's pants, and we had to, like, stop the game, and she had to get out of her pants. Like, just funny stuff like that. 
That would be so fun. Definitely. <laughs> well, it was good talking to you. Thank you so much for having me on. <laughs> yeah, you too. And congrats on buying a house and everything. Oh, my gosh. Oh, thank you. A lot of hard work, but now I'm broke. <laughs> 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 to be transparent. But <laughs> working hard, right? <laughs> yeah, definitely. All right, I'll talk to you later. All right, bye, Kelsey. Bye. <laughs>